Greetings, Revolution Radio on Studio A. This is Planet Collingwood. My name is Monty Dean. I'm, I'm from Australia. I'm from the future. It's uh, five o'clock in the afternoon. G'day, as my father would say. Big thank you to Tony and crew for the Y files, or he likes to be known. Why not? Which is just Tony backwards. There, spoilers. If you enjoyed the last two hours, please go to freedomslips.com and or revolution.radio and click on the Patreon button and give what you can because we're 100% listener supported and we're coming up to the end of our 11th year. I think so. We've been going for over a decade. So there you go. And once you're at the website, click on uh, the merchandising as well as uh, purchase some. I've got a t shirt and as I slowly lose weight i'll be able to put it on and walk around and people go what's that and then i'll tell them don't talk to me peasant and stick my nose in the air and walk away triumphantly this is why i'm alone anyway but i'm not alone right now i have been joined by well i think today's show is brought to you by the letter b i've been uh brandon young has returned how are you brandon hello monty hello everybody good to be with you hey, uh, brandon I've been joined by Bruce, who just jumped the gun there. <laughs> but now he can say what he said, because so we talked over him at the same time. Uh, hey, y'all. How you doing? Yeah. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. And we have Raz, who I'm going to call Braz, because everyone starts with B. I'm Bonty now, and um, Cortex just going to be in, uh, not here yet. So, Raz, how are you? Good, good. Brontosaurus, Brontosaurus, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, uh, let's see, a the, the couple of things to talk about. Uh, Katy Perry's eye started malfunctioning on stage. That's just really freaky. Uh, Biden I don't just, know nothing about that. Yeah, well, you don't really. Well, it, her I eye kept closing. The Start there. Yeah, no, well, hang on. <laughs> like, I, I, I do plan these things occasionally, so, and every yeah. and every time I do plan, it just, just no. Yeah. Anyway, back to yeah, Biden has been Biden. Uh, he fell asleep during a um, an interview. Um, he interviewed um, a transgender person who is just a skinny white male wearing a dress. Yeah, I said it. Uh, you know who Hillary is. Oh, and Hillary is coming out saying that uh, the Republicans are trying to um, throw the election. And it's like, really? So the elections are fine when you win, but when you lose, obviously they were stolen. So we'll, we'll get to Hillary in a moment. But first, after Sunday night's episode, the reign of Chris Chibnall of terror is over. Uh, the Doctor Who actually did its ah. BBC 100th year anniversary special. And it was 90 minutes long, and it and it only took five years, but I actually felt something watching Jodie Whittaker's uh, Doctor. And it wasn't right. because she uh, uh, regenerated. There was other parts where it's like, wow, if you only started with this and not ended right. with this. So there you go. Exactly. And from that now, uh, in th in in two days, in three days, we've had more promotion from Doctor Who because of uh, Russell T Davies compared to Chris Chibnall. Yeah. There's a new logo, uh, which is very reminiscent from the '70s, and uh, yep. what else is? Oh, they're they're moving. Uh, they're still being shown on the uh, BBC in uh, the UK and Ireland, but the rest of the world, it's mm. Disney Plus. Really? <sighs> yes, so yeah, after 50 years of being shown here in Australia on the ABC, now um, some people will have to get the Disney Plus streaming service. That I won't. America as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. America BBC has, is losing Doctor Who, so there's a big deal uh, from that, and um, I'm sure that'll be a cash injection. I have, and... 
I have petitioned the mouse, so we will see what he has to say. But I will say this about Doctor Who: the new logo. If you looked at it, it looks kind of like the Freemasonic uh, square and compass. Yeah, it's an uh, element of that. Yeah. And Russell T. Davies was like, "Oh, this is the best thing." He's like, "Wink, wink, hidden in plain sight." He's like, "As above, so below." Ah, uh, yes. He quoted Albert Pike on his Instagram. Oh, of course he did. Very strange, you know. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't. I didn't think. He well, the lo- that. the logo actually is just a, a rejig of the one from John Pertwee's last. Uh, season which was 74 so it was 74 to 80 they actually that was the doctor who logo it was slightly there's yeah a couple of tweaks to it so yeah 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 it's um, i'm into it i'm big, looking for i think that the big premiere tonight was uh, a success it was really i think what we were missing was russell davies writing power you can't deny he was a great writer of dark who well, he brought it back. Yeah. And interesting enough, uh, what happens when they regenerate is uh, when uh, the old Doctor regenerates, the new team, director, actor, writer, all take over in that episode. And it, 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 spoiler, if you haven't seen it by now, you're not a fan. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> saying that in a negative way. What I'm getting at is um, it's been all over the internet, so I'm not going to be spoiling it for you. Uh, but Jodie Whittaker turned into David Tennant, and he said, what, what? Uh, I remember these teeth, what, what, and what? And that's that was written by Russell. And strangely enough, those four lines were so much better than the last five years with Chris Chibnall. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. You know, I agree. I um, have you ever read the Writer's Tale? I bought this book called The Writer's Tale. It's about a thousand page book, you know. And uh, it's it's by Russell T Davies with somebody else, mm-hmm. and it's all the sort of um, first drafts and diary of Russell T Davies as he took out over for with Stephen Moffat for um, <clears throat> Doctor Who. So it goes through Blink and all the, you know, the uh, iconic episodes and all this. Yes, yes. He really he, brought it out of obscurity. Yeah, yeah, he, he brought it back because uh, uh, the the short story, because I want to bore everyone with Doctor Who, um, yeah. I could. I really, really, anyway. Uh, I don't think anybody here doubts that, Monty. Oh, good. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, <laughs> you, you talk about what you know, and apparently I just know about a British TV show that's started in 1963. I should go I'm, and I'm mastermind. I'm thinking of watching it at this point. Well, <laughs> you'll have to wait till November next year, so <laughs> if you want to see some new stuff. Anyway, uh, the show ran from 63 to 89. Then there was a movie in 95, 96, and then Russell T. Davies uh, started to petition and work things out in 2003, got commissioned in 2004, and it got shown in 2005. And um, it, it had a really good run till about when Matt Smith uh, regenerated, which was just after the 60, uh, 50th anniversary in 2003, and then it started to slide. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens now because, uh, uh, well, David Tennant apparently is the 14th Doctor. The weird thing is with the regeneration is the clothes change. It's like, well, that's new because usually – That's weird. Yeah, that was yeah. weird. I'm like, really? Uh, okay. Oh, so, but, but if you think about it in an alchemical sense, Monty, mm. you as the viewer and appreciator of Doctor Who, correct? 
Mm-hmm. Who would you, who are most people in the world wishing that Doctor Who could change back to? Oh, David Tennant. Matt he was, Smith or David Tennant. Exactly yeah, right. So what happens? Well, back to David Tennant. You know, there's a story for that, Mr. Young. Uh, yeah. uh, David was talking to Russell. See, I'm just dropping first names here because, you know, save time. Yeah, they're mates. They're mates of mine. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd see him down the pub, right? Have a couple of pints, watch Rex in yeah, Football have a League. Of pints. Yeah. Righto. You know, yeah. we, go, we go all round, you know. <laughs> yes, that, that, that accent is terrible. Anyway, um, uh, they said, uh, I think David said, I. Oh, they were talking about Doctor Who, strangely enough, because they still do. And like, and um, uh, Catherine, oh, what's her last name? I can't remember. Catherine her name. is her last name. No, Brandon, bad Brandon. Catherine. <laughs> no, she uh, was a star in Lucy Ball's fantastical number, Wizard of Oz. Uh, I don't know what version you saw. I mean, I, I've seen the version with Pink Floyd on the soundtrack. That's really trippy. Oh, uh, yes. Anyway, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, David and Russell and um, Catherine Tate, that's her name, were just, you know, group texting and saying, and David said, oh, I imagine if they let us just do another episode. It'll be so much fun. And Catherine's like, yeah, I had so much fun. It'll be awesome. And Russell's like, yeah, wouldn't it? And then about six months later, uh, Russell's coming back. <laughs> and like, David, do you want to do it? So apparently there's three specials at the end of next year. And oh. so uh, David and uh, uh, the 10th Doc, well, it's the 14th Doc. So David Hamnick comes back uh, and uh, he meets up with um, Donna Noble and we have to figure out what's going on. And eventually he'll turn into, I don't know if the N, I think the N is silent. Um, uh, Kati, uh, whatever. The new chap who's from Sex Education. Right. Yeah. He's a good actor. Like I, I, I yeah. watched Sex Education and I'm like, I can see why someone chose him. Now we had the same thing right. with Jodie Whittaker, where she's yeah. a brilliant actress, miscast for the Doctor. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're right. Well, it's I mean, apart from the bad writing, know. It but could have been cool writing. It could have been very good writing and different cinematography, in my opinion. Oh, and oh, oh, and a musician. Even I love Peter Capaldi's Doctor. Oh yeah, I love well, that seasons. You know those two seasons, or was it one season or two? Monty? Three. Oh, was it three? Okay, yeah. well, I don't know if you're counting the Christmas specials as. Uh, yeah, he had eight, nine, and ten, and then it was uh, one or two specials, and then he regenerated at the end of that. Yeah, I think he uh, was great. I loved him. Well, he doctor. he was a fan. Like he he wrote um, the Doctor or the BBC when he was fourteen. Um, he, he he's like David Tennant. He grew up with the Doctor, and Capaldi's uh, Doctor was basically amalgamation of all the Doctors that came before. Right, and Capaldi's he's been in some fantastic films, like you know, like Julius Caesar. You know, Shakespearean plays, and he played George Harrison in the Beatles film and all this stuff, you know? Ooh, I wouldn't mind saying that. You know, he's a good musician as well. You know? Yes, yeah, he... How's this for um, uh, Quirky? Uh, he was the guitarist in a band, uh, not the Proud Boys, what was... <laughs> he was oh, in a, a Scottish... He was a Scottish punk band, something boys, and guess hey, who the... And guess who the drummer was? Uh, Steve Naive, Craig Ferguson. We, we give up, Monty. Oh, Craig Ferguson, correct. Yes, yeah. Craig Ferguson right. and Peter McCall. Late uh, night. Yeah, that Craig that, Ferguson. Yeah. That Craig Ferguson. Exactly. 
Wow. Yeah, he's a drummer. This is precisely uh, Craig Ferguson. But this is the world we live in, ladies and gentlemen, where Craig Ferguson is no longer on Late Night and James Corden is still oh, on air. No. No. Uh, just, uh, but mind you, yeah. you know, we, yeah. we live well, in a I, very, very strange world. You get the latest news, anyone, about James Corden. Well, so it, apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he was kicked out of the restaurant. You know that, right? Well, yeah, because apparently he was a complete colossal prick. Right. And so Conan O'Brien fired somebody who treated the waitstaff badly one night. Uh, well, well, he, yeah, he, well, Conan's yeah. a nice guy. I mean, he's huge and got you know, <laughs> massive hair. Uh, but yeah. he, he, I mean, um, I think he's still in shock because, like, he, I'm, I think he's still giddy that he worked on this. He was in the in the Simpsons writers' room, and then he became. I mean, he got screwed over with the Tonight Show, but yeah, you know, he just seems to be a nice guy. Uh, there are Absolutely. people out like like that, but James isn't. Strangely enough. No, no, and funny enough, like, you know, I bumped into him, like, two years ago in Los Angeles, and I was in Venice Beach, and uh, he was supposedly there at this restaurant, I forget the name of it, a little Italian joint, Venice Beach, I think Axiom and Manuel, if they're out there, are probably listening well, to Wasn't it um, the, the famous restaurant that he um, had all this trouble with Zanzibar? And I only know... No, it's not that no, one. Sorry. It's not that one. Oh, yeah, because I know that name because it's actually in a Tenacious D song. Right. It's not in Zanzibar, which is... Um, I forget what country. I think Tanzania, right? There's a restaurant called Zanzibar. Oh, no, but there's a, it's actually a... Um, I'm sure there is. City. Yeah. Yeah. But Grippy. anyway, yeah. Gordon, <laughs> apparently he strangles babies. And, uh, like, you know, he's been doing all this stuff, and he is responsible, uh, along with ye, and I say ye old James Corden, because um, he is old, and, uh, but he just does this karaoke thing in his car, and that's all he's known for, really. He apparently, by all accounts, he's a jerk. Yes, that colossal break jerk, whatever, however, you know. Um, I've been watching, there's a, uh, if you like your Ted Laszlo, uh, there's actually a documentary series called um, Welcome to Wrexham with a W. So it's, uh, yeah, the W silent. Why have silent letters? I don't know. Uh, Do you like Ted Lasso, by the way? Oh, I love it. Um, I watched really? two thirds of a season and it's straight. I just binge watched it like, oh, this is brilliant. Really? And, really great. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It's, it's, um, it's positive, up vibe, and it's funny. Uh, cool. and so I, I, when I first saw it, I just bombarded everyone. Watch this. You have to watch this. And, oh. uh, this, yeah, new season, it just finished. And, um, Ted Laszlo is, uh, an English football team hire an American for their manager, which is, um, another way of saying coach. And everyone's right. like, are you taking the piss? Uh, like what? He yeah. has no idea about this. And yeah, you having a, are you having a lend? You having a go? Yeah, now, at the same time, um, <laughs> a year and a half ago, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McHenry, who's from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, bought Wrexham Football Club in North Wales. Are you having a laugh? 
No, they actually did. <laughs> yeah, you having a go? <laughs> uh, are you taking a piss, Monty? Yeah, no, taking the piss, not a piss. <laughs> I, um, I, I could take a piss right now, but my cat would notice. And um, yeah, it, it's it's fascinating. It's a documentary, and you just see you know two American Hollywood stars by a football team, and everyone's like why uh and they're helping out the community i'm about uh, a third of the way or well, half of the, half the way through and the team's not winning <laughs> so the idea yeah so if you like english football and you like um, a good story uh welcome to Wrexham is good watch ted Laszlo first and then you realize you know you've got a um a fictional story and then you can watch um a non-fiction story which is parallel to it unfolding Good. Very good. And, yeah. And um, they're very nice guys as well. So, I mean, you know, well, Ryan's Canadian. So, I mean. That's a fictional character, Ted Lasso. I I hereby swear to quit my job and get on that TV watching schedule tomorrow, Monty. (laughs) Well, you have free will. (laughs) Yeah. You can pay the slaves. Or not. They're half hour. Most of them are half hour. There's a, a a fifty minute episode where the guys actually get to go over to um, watch their football team, and they lost twice. <laughs> it, it is fascinating to see um, what actually happened. What happens. kind of football? What do you mean? Well, you, you, we call it soccer, but the English call it football. Boy, what my. Well, you call we call gridiron what we call gridiron. You call football. It's like you kick it four times during a match, and you just throw it. It should be called throw ball. Throw ball. And then apparently there's Canadian football, which is slightly different from yeah. the American football. Yeah. Boy. Four downs. Yeah. There you go. Boy, fantastic, mate. Yeah. The <laughs> CFL, the Canadian Football League, is. Uh, you know, it's where the NFL hopefuls who got into drugs in their second year of college end up. Right. How second many homosexuals, year, yeah. how many gay yeah. guys are there are in that league, Bruce? Why are you asking I, him? What a weird question. <laughs> so you, no, seriously, like, Bruce, I'm, Bruce, I'm just wondering, how many buffs? <laughs> I remember oh, my, my brother, I would ask my brother one time, because there's like Horace Grant and Grant Hill and all these different guys in the NBA. And I said to my brother, how many brothers do you think are in the NBA? He just was like, I don't know, Brandon, like 100? I was like, no way. Like, you know, but he was thinking brothers like, you know, black people. I was going to say siblings or African-Americans? How many brothers? I don't even know what you're referring to there. Just like wings in basketball. If you like in basketball, United States, NBA. Which is the most so what do you what game. do you theorize in here that the NBA is uh, is secretly a, a men's bathhouse? <laughs> no. Yeah, basically. I mean, no, if I, I if I could if okay. I could enhance, I will add theory. this. I will add this to the conversation. I've heard it uh, over the years from two or three uh, mid 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 level credibility sources um, that. That's a big thing in in pro wrestling, like WWF and all that. Like 70% of those dudes are, as they say, on the down low. Ooh. And I, I remember hearing that and going, that's a bit weird. Like, Interesting. you know, and then, then I thought about it a little bit more. And then I went, you know, 
I mean, gay, gay people spend a lot of time on themselves. So do wrestlers. I mean, oh, watch man. Mickey Aaron Aronofsky's The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. I mean, oh, oh I, I love that. Banning beds and constant consciousness. If you're constantly yeah. conscious of your appearance, you have a feminine yeah. disposition. Yeah. I'm not saying go out with urine stains on your pants or anything like no, that, or a 94-year-old dude who just died in Iran because they showered him after 60 years. I'm not saying go feral or anything like that. By the way, see this new movie, Barbarians. Whoa, horror has a new face. Is it a movie? I didn't know it was a movie. Oh, yeah, it's really well done, man. On Netflix. 7.7 on IMDb, which is pretty high for it. Oh, I got to check it out. No, it's actually a theatrical release. But you guys are easy to sucker into the movie and TV talk, aren't you? You know what's great is Norseman. Have you seen Norseman, Bruce? I have. I thought that was visually stunning. Yeah, I got the book and I got everything. I loved it. I absolutely loved it because it's based on Hamlet uh, or Hamlet, which is the Norse. It, I, you know, I, the moment you say that, I, it all snaps in, but I didn't pick it up on watching. Really? Yeah, everyone keeps saying that. It's uh, now it's, complete, it's the uncle. It's absolutely right. It, it, it is the Norse Hamlet, right? It, yeah, it absolutely, absolutely right. Well, Man, I love Shakespeare. Absolutely. I love me some yeah. Shakespeare. Yeah. Just master, master dramatist, man. Mm-hmm. Um, he dealt with the audio visual. Uh, look at us back on TV and theater. <laughs> well, but no, but he had to write for the stage and for the book or for the literate masses, as well as yeah. like the popular culture at the time, as such as there yeah. was, you know what I mean? Well, that's the whole thing yeah, about, like, you know, apparently now we're the smartest in history. And like, <laughs> no. Uh, but but when was um, Shakespeare doing, like, the plays debuted? Was it the 1600s? Yeah. Late 1600s? Yeah. yeah and the, A lot the great, going on there. Yeah, and the great unwashed loved it. And, I mean, so, you, you, you say Shakespearean stuff to people now and, like, what? But they all got what was being said 400 years yes. ago. They did, exactly. yeah. And I mean, 400 years ago, really um, built the frames that they poured the concrete into that became the world we live in today. I mean, so much happens, man. So in the exact same time as Shakespeare's life and work, that's when the team was working on the King James Bible as well. So mm-hmm. there's all this creative and literary and biblical endeavor going on. It's kind of like Hogwarts there in in, in the early 1600s and um yeah and i re- i think it really teed britain up right to to to, right. to go forward sort of marked well, by god if you yeah when you when you get a great like <clears throat> I, i'll give you my two cents worth okay um yeah so you know i think anybody that comes into incarnation that uh changes things that much as a spiritual incarnation whether they wear a maroon robe and run an ashram or not right same thing with certain scientists but that seemed to be like a foreshadowing of the way the world was going to go i mean you know but again, when you look at that period of time in other parts of the world, some pretty fascinating things are happening. Up in northern India, they get Sikhism. This absolutely new religion comes out of nowhere. Do you know the balls it takes to do that in India? 
Well, yeah, during yeah. Shakespeare was um, Elizabeth the first, and they referred to that. I mean, uh, she's the virgin. Like, no, she's not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, exactly. Queen. Uh, but they referred to that as the golden age. At the same time, right. you, yeah. you had, yeah, um, uh, yeah, Shakespeare and uh, other, everyone else. And uh, wouldn't you hate to be a playwright well, going up against Shakespeare? It's like, yeah, right. Uh, it was the British Renaissance. You yeah, uh, because uh, what the you had the Spanish uh, was it the Battle of Trafalgar? Uh, Trafalgar, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, um, Elizabeth was um, kicking goals at chess. So it's, but as Bruce yeah, pointed out, if it was wrote a, yeah, Shakespeare wrote about Queen Elizabeth the first and her triumph over the Spanish Armada, and then I think it's one of her the best. Uh, if not the best Shakespeare plays of our time, which you is also, called the Temp- the Tempest. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, also, at the same time, you had the uh, colonies in North Amer- uh, North America um, starting up, and yeah. And, oh, whatever happened to that, Brandon? Uh, <laughs> oh, which one? Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it took it took a hundred years, and then um, there was a revolution because. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Three three percent tax on tea, and they had a revolution. And now, yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, Sleepy Hollow. The, there was a modern version of Sleepy Hollow with um, Eckhart or whatever his name. Uh, somehow he's frozen in, or he travels in time till now, uh, and uh, he helps out a police. So it's a, it's a police show, and you've you know the quirky bit is is you've got this guy from the um, 1600s or 17, however long. Uh, and they get they get coffee, and he looks at the receipt. It's like ten percent tax. We went to war over three percent, and it was a nice little jab. Right. <laughs> yeah. Speaking about British politics, geez, it's like uh, you know, what well, there's a pretty hard position to fill. I wonder how long this uh, this uh, Anglo Indian dude is going to do, man. I well, can't. I'm not even going to try his name. I, I would need to have it written out right in front of me, so I'm not even going to try because well, it's rude to get Sunak. people's names wrong. Say that again, Rose. Rishi Sunak, and I predicted he would be in there, but no one listened to me, so I'm going to stay quiet. Well, isn't he part of the WEF? Yes, that's why I said he was going to be the PM. <laughs> that's why yeah. he's going to be the PM. It's kind of no. <laughs> apparently, Truss was as well, but no one trusted Truss. Uh, so it was a power play, and they they got it. Now, do you remember the footage of um, the new prime minister? This is like four or five years ago. He walks out of number ten in Downing Street, and he's holding a red folder, and he just he's walking along, and the camera follows him. He goes behind a car, and when he comes back into shot um, on the other side of the car, he's holding a green folder. Yeah, and he hasn't. He, all he's just walking, and it's like, is that a glitch in the mic? It's one of those things of, what just happened? It reminds me of uh, that movie Kung Pao that made fun of the Chinese movie, where where in one scene a guy has a red shirt and then he has a green shirt, in like one scene, <laughs> because the camera cuts, and then he's back, uh, you know, on on focus, and he has a completely different color shirt, and no one bats an eye. So yeah, probably one of those. But it was a continuous oh, shot. There was it's one of those things of like, I don't, did he press a button? And like, yeah, it, it was. It's very hard to explain how it happened. Mm. Oh well. 
unless it's high end woo woo, where it's like, well, you know, um, we there was a not a Mandela effect, but there was a timeline jump halfway through the scene or something like that. It's really weird. Speaking of which, Cliff High is still doing well. I watched one oh, of his good. videos last week. I haven't haven't touched base with Cliff in quite a while. Um, it's he's always interesting. He makes you think, right? I, I don't think everything he says is right, but he definitely makes you think, and he makes you perceive things for, in a different way that you might not have thought of before. I've taken in a lot of really fascinating information in the last week, and I must confess that I had allowed my perception of social and political and economic reality to somewhat decay. And I guess that's acceptable because, you know, I live in the middle of nowhere. But um, um, there's a lot going on that, you know, we're not really being told. And, and it's not just the stuff domestically we're not being told uh, into a lot of a, a lot of things are put up to frighten us like china but i mean the truth is when you dig into it and it's worth doing okay watch some of the economic videos on um, on china what's being said these days first of all by 2050 their population is going to be half of what it is right now they are going to suffer the largest population collapse in human history and and then the economists just ma- this is what the economists are good at. They're not good at leading or <laughs> what they're good at is is backward mapping from a catastrophe. OK, if this happens, then economically, this will happen. Starvation, disease, all this sort of stuff. Right. So and that their their debt situation is as bad or worse than anybody else's on, on the planet right now. You know, anybody in the G5, anybody, anybody anywhere. So China is not a great big threat. It's not the threat we're being told it is. Um, I don't think any of this stuff that's going on right now is really all that serious. I don't take it seriously. I know people are saying maybe that's a mistake. Um, And I'm not trying to avoid anything or to deny the reality of things. But my gut tells me and my intuition tells me it's all posturing and that nothing is. I get the sense that everything is being settled and we're just watching the parts move around now. And um, I distinctly feel that a lot of the power uh, is going to shift to China. And that's just a decision that's been made. It's their turn. It's their time. Maybe there's ways things are done down here that, you know, we just don't quite understand. There's a kind of, um, for lack of a better way of saying it, a spiritual economy to it or something. But it, there's no doubt in my mind it's China's time. And what remains is what is going to be the place of the Western European and their descendants in the new world. And I think that we're kind of a wild card now, like because um, white people are just kind of amazing in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm, and I'm not trying to do any kind of supremacy thing or anything, but uh, it's a full spectrum race. Uh, white people can farm, work construction. <laughs> do very well in educated and inventive expression. Um, so <clears throat> what's very curious is as we shift over to this new global directive, which will more be about, so I, this is what I think is going on, and I'm going to shut up after another two minutes. I'll close up here. But it's a good leaping off point for a conversation. I think one of the things they want to do is they want to take away 
the sort of wild card lottery jackpot mentality of American capitalism. And when you, and if you think about it long enough and you're honest about it, it, it does have to go away. I mean, it, it does have to go away. It, it just it doesn't work anymore. It only worked when there was an expand at a time where the perception of resource was limitless. It just doesn't work anymore. So what they're going to do is they're going to move the world to more of what I would call um, harmony in, in, in the Marxist sense. But I don't think the system that controls us is going to be Marxist. There's there's still going to be elements. It's going to have elements of everything. It's going to have elements of meritocracy. So if you do, if you pay attention in high school, you do your homework, you go to university, you get a good education, there'll be a place for you in this new world. Maybe if you compare it back to what a North American in 1988 could have had uh, for the same amount of work, your apartment or your house will be a bit smaller and, and stuff like that. But basically, none of that shit really matters. All people are really interested in it at the end of the day. And you have to be honest to admit this. People are just interested in status. What What is the color of the dot on my forehead? Where do I fit into this world? How do I separate myself from these people who get raped and murdered? What Where is the station I have to find that will give me security and stability? That's all people really want at the end of the day. And <clears throat> yeah, so I picked up a new gig. I will be a publicist and press release writer for the World Economic Forum. I start Monday. <laughs> Yes, and uh, we all hate you. <laughs> yeah. Because no, of your job, I not you. Obviously. Uh, someone that we do not hate because we allow him back in. Cortec has finally arrived with no fanfare because, oh, um, yeah, we couldn't afford the, the trumpets. Can you hear me okay? At the moment, yes. Oh, that, that mic's a gem, Cortec. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't finish until 5.30. Bloody stupid people wanting stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Nobody cares about Australia time, man. Yeah, dream time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Cortec, uh, Brandon, you... Brandon has arrived as well. Say hello. Hello, Cortec. Hey, Brandon. How are you? Good, thanks. Sound a little English. Uh, it's, it's actually me. <laughs> the Queen. <laughs> Back from the dead. I'm, I've been at the graves again. I've been digging up the remains and eating body parts for Halloween. She's <laughs> coming up very soon, Cortec. We shall see you soon. That's good. And that, uh, that Lovecraft really got into you, man. <laughs> yeah. The goo. Exactly. It was the goo in the mountains of madness. Ooh, you know, yeah. uh, Guillermo del Toro has a great series that he released, I think, today on uh, Netflix called Cabinet of Curiosities. <laughs> and um, it includes, I, you, you go in there and you see Monty and you're like, what? What? If we're still on what? TV, have you guys seen The Peripheral? William Gibson didn't? Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. I I, I want to because that's the same uh, executive producers of Westworld. Yeah, so. I like it. Right. It's it's, uh, it's too in, and I'm not going to say anything. But I like it. It's good. I like it. I yeah, hate I, Westworld. I well, Westworld. well, uh, the I like the original maybe. with Yul Brynner. 
I, yeah, I couldn't. I watched that once and I'm like, ah, I'm not doing that again. But the uh, Westworld looks gorgeous. Now, uh, if you're not happy with the script, so I can I totally understand with that. But it does look gorgeous, and the, the the CGI is better than anything Marvel's put out. Westworld. Yes. Okay. The old. I'm actually. I, I am. Series. I am looking. Hello? You guys there? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, because there's a movie, Westworld. Yes, and then the based TV. Based on Michael Crichton, who did Jurassic Park. and. Well, he directed, I think he directed um, that movie. And Yul Brynner was um, uh, strapped right. for cash, and so he accepted for it. Uh, and uh, oh, what was it? Blade Runner, I think. Uh, part of Blade Runner was influenced by that. And Arnold, oh, Schwarz- sure. Arnold Schwarzenegger said that um, he got uh, some inspiration from Yul Brynner's character for when he played Terminator the first time in 1984. 90, wow, 1980, really? 90, yeah, 1984. Yeah, someone put totally that up on, on, on YouTube, uh, on Facebook. I'm like, oh, this is fascinating. That's brilliant. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, but, but the, uh, the, the TV show's been going, there's four seasons, it's been going, right. I think, five or six years. No, it's, I think, I don't know about the sixth season, but um, the first two seasons are very good. The first season is very good Yes, uh, and the, with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, now the interesting thing is, like, a lot of people like the first one but hated the second. You can still watch the first one. It, it, it is kind yeah. of self-contained where there is an ending and if you want to jump ship, you can and you can just keep watching the first one. It is fascinating how uh, there's element of um, exploring consciousness because the well, the hosts, which are the robots in, in the theme park, are given loops and so they constantly play out the same things. Uh, and then one of them, uh, then they start breaking their conditioning and re- and start questioning their reality, and and go from there. So um, there's there's some nice woo woo aspects to it. Then of course it, it left the the uh, it's called Westworld, but they really don't go back to it for another three seasons. But it is fascinating how AI and and humanity and so on and so forth. So if it is your cup of tea, hey, go ahead. Uh, but the first season's worth watching, and if you stop there, I'm not going to judge you. It, the first season is brilliant because, I mean, it's Anthony Hopkins. Anyway, Absolutely. back to something current, peripheral, that we were actually talking about. It's quite right. good. It's a bit, it's a bit, ro- it's a bit robot-y. Uh, William Gibson, who everybody might know from Neuromancer. Neuromancer, yeah. Oh, yeah, Neuromancer's incredible. If you read that, you see every amazing sci-fi jump-off point. You see the spark idea in that book. It's incredible. Book? You may have to read. Oh, don't be a... It's like a brothel sprouts to Kanye. Did you say brothel sprouts? Brothel sprouts. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's where, it's where of... no one's shaved. Yeah, uh, uh, Kanye is no longer a, a billionaire because uh, Adidas has cancelled his um, deal with him, and now he lo- he's, he's down to four hundred million. I mean, the shock. I mean, what's he going to do? But oh, it's, so, yeah. like his his the sponsorship deal or whatever deal he had with Adidas or Adidas, depending yeah. on what part of the planet oh, you're yeah. on. I didn't think they could cancel 600, that. $600 million dollars. Six hundred million dollars. That's huge. Yeah, I saw all the articles in the last three days. All the uh, oh. Orthodox people just just make writing articles, chanting, "Ooh, Adidas really has to cave to pressure." Ooh, all this kind of stuff. You know, no one really cares. Yes, Bruce. 
It's yay yay. <laughs> yay yay. Yay yay. yay. Get uh, it right, okay? I figure yeah, show between the now and the next couple of years, he's going to call himself something different. So, well, Nobody, nobody, and I mean nobody, likes to see white people get colored folks' name wrong, Monty. You're making us all look bad. Yay, yay. Well, you know I treat every human the same, with yeah. contempt. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> I've had a whole bunch of people, you know, kids in primary school trying to come up to me in the last couple of years and say, no, 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 my name is this now. It's like, well, no, I'm, 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 I'm not I'm my job to, me, to support your self-image. People say to me, Bruce, are you a misogynist? And I say, well, tangentially, yeah, I guess you could say that. I'm really a misanthrope. I hate humanity. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, Bill Burr did some great material where it's like um, – you can have a. I'll, I'll paraphrase. You, you, you can have a. You, if you want to have an abortion, you have the free will to do that. I just know you're killing a child. Uh, <laughs> it's like, but you can do it if you want. Free will. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, well. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, we're uh, what we're two weeks out from the midterms. Is everyone excited? I, I, I am actually very excited. It's a very um, interesting time. Um, if the Republicans get the power seizure that I think they're going to get in this election, mind you, I thought Donald Trump was going to win. And what do I know? <laughs> well, well, he, 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 he did win the popular vote, but the electoral vote went against. Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure David Morton had that um, prophecy of Trump will win, but he won't serve, and we saw how that yeah. folded. Um, they, they subpoenaed him. They're still going on in January six. Tim Pool actually tweeted, "It's going to be hilarious in a hundred years. People are going to reenact January 6. <laughs> yeah. So. There was a lot of talk this week about a possible dirty bomb in Ukraine. Um, the Russian foreign minister was a uh, defense minister was had directly telephoned four of his counterparts in France, the United States and Britain to inform them of their evidence and everything. Not saying that they were a part of it, but it was sort of preemptive to get it out into the public. Right. So yeah. they couldn't get that false flag out. But and then you put it all into context of the midterms coming up and and just the pathetic organization of whatever criminal organization Biden is with. I mean, uh, I mean, they're they're just run like a bad Kmart now. I mean, it, it's <laughs> yeah, it's deplorable. The level of efficiency. Right. They're victims of their own. Yeah, I didn't put it beyond them yeah. after the after the oil thing, you know, that they would try and do some kind of dirty bomb technique to start well, things yeah. off. Was that going to be the October surprise? I mean, we do have five days to go from my in my time because it's the twenty sixth here. Uh, but you know, usually um, midterms or um, federal elections, there's always that October surprise. Now, is that yeah. surprise that there isn't a surprise? They've been missing a lot of dates this year. Say that again, Rez. The surprise was Kanye. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised yeah, at all. Please. But he did Make say, you know, coming yeah. on with you, racist. Because <laughs> yes, yesterday was. Sorry, the, I'm Australian. Yesterday was the yeah, major yeah. solar eclipse, and usually we have a lot of uh, things that happen during eclipses. You know, yeah, lots of people. It, eclipse season goes for two weeks, uh, and it's a new moon, and so yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I, I've just decided to um, play the muggle card. I actually, I started a job last week. Uh, I'm work. I'm a pick and packer in a warehouse, and mm. I'm um, <laughs> I'm averaging nine kilometers a shift. Oh, well, at least yeah. you got your steps up. I'm I'm hard pressed to get two thousand steps a day. Uh, I'm over fifteen thousand. <laughs> Are you working uh, overnight? So this is or, a. No. Food processing? What are you doing there? It is food, yes. It uh, They oh, sell... Oh, You'd be an independent entrepreneur now. Maybe a millionaire if you'd gone with the Quonset Hut and the chicken. Yeah, you have and to let go... You end up let, back let, let, food let, yeah, let, let go of the dream. I'm not going to hang out with chickens. <laughs> <laughs> um, the company actually sells to, like, butchers and... and yeah. um, uh, basically, yeah. So they do more trade. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, they're called... <clears throat> Corona. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any numbers after it. Of course. No, no, yeah, Corona Manufacturing. And they've been around for 115 on years. 19th Street. This is this a full-time gig, Monty? No, I'm a casual. Uh, it's just a Christmas casual, so casual. I don't, I'm just oh. doing... Uh, last week, this week, and next week, I'm doing three days, and then after that, I'm doing four days till um, the week of Christmas. That sounds good. Good to have some cash for Christmas anyway. Wow. Wonderful time jobs here. But you are something again. So basically, um, yeah, it's my summer job. Casual. Well, casually. Cash flow is handy for beers and stuff like that. I'm a husky. (laughs) (laughs) Why isn't anyone paying me any attention? Uh, I'm the queen. uh, Different fits for different economics. <laughs> uh, if this show ever did merchandising, I'm I'm selling a shovel <laughs> so people can dig quicker. <laughs> oh, like in Twin Peaks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Dead bodies, you stuff like that. You know, yeah, get yeah. it done quick. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: it, it, uh, Bob killed Laura Palmer. What? No. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Well, he did, but he didn't. Yeah, it's true. It's I think fiction. it was. Well, it's he, fiction. It's fiction. He, he was. He was. He possessed somebody, but you he know. possessed another body. Yeah. Right? So, so basically, oh, we just we just saved you four seasons of Twin Peaks, where Kyle MacLachlan talks oh, no. into a um talks to Diane, which is that um a tape recorder. Unless you've seen the return, where she comes and becomes Laura Dern. Ah, no. Um, uh, what I I just keep going. Is that Mordib? Because <laughs> he was in June. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Mordib. It is. Yeah, Paul Atreides. Hey man, did you guys see where the guy who started Gold's Gym, a billionaire, a German dude named Rainer Rainer Schaller? I saw that uh, he, was, died. he was. Was he? He was shot <laughs> yeah. Something, yeah. Yeah, that's right by where I live, man. My wife was telling me tonight. Um, Venice Beach. Uh, yeah. I think his plane went down. No, so no, he, he died here in Costa Rica. He was flying into Puerto Viejo, which is down in my province in Limon. It was a small plane, so he flew in commercially to San Jose. And a lot of the rich people, and there's a lot of rich people coming here now, man. A lot of the rich people, they'll 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 grab another smaller plane rather than drive to where they're going for four or five hours in Costa Rica. That's what yeah. he did. Yeah. It was with his wife, and they went down, and they both died. 
It seems suspicious. I always, I'm always a little suspicious when a very famous or important person is killed in spe- specifically a small plane crash. You have to be. You have to be. Yeah. Yeah. The first one. Was, the-, the first one was Buddy Holly, um, uh, Richie Valance, and the Big Bopper. Yeah. JFK Jr. Now you have to be someone who is someone especially who is that rich. I mean, let's just look straight away who smelt it, dealt it, who's the first one to try and claim profit from it, who's going to profit from it. I think that you probably got a culprit there, but I'm not probably not sure, not not that hard to sabotage someone's small plane there. And if you want someone to go down in a place where it's pretty hard for them to find a spot to land, I guess that's probably it in the jungle, huh? Uh, yeah, but I mean, why would a plane go to? I mean, we're not talking about you know uh, some some under maintained biplane that they use to crop dust <laughs> the pineapple and banana plantations here. I wouldn't get into. I, I, a cousin of my wife's does that job down in town. It invites me. Hey, anytime you want to go on a helicopter ride or uh, airplane ride, Bruce, let me know. And I'm like, yeah, Sergio, thanks. No, man. I uh, mean, th- these things are held together with. Uh, glue and elastic bands and hundreds and, of moving uh, parts that could go wrong yeah but this is a billionaire we're talking about here man i mean he's he's in some top of the line jet like how does it go down like you know pigeon gets in the engine or something like i i just i can't even get like logically i can't get my head around it i'm not trying to be conspiratorial no a new plane like that should be serviced reasonably regularly you're right to be a little bit this is Absolutely. a little odd about it yeah, um, the servicing on those planes, the, in, in that industry, helicopters and airplanes, the servicing requirements are fierce or else you cannot, mm. that the plane can't leave the tarmac. There's a mm. bunch of tests. That, you know, they have mm. full-time mechanics working on those things all the time. So it's a, it's just, uh, and especially the private planes because even it's if, not even a if the pro- Even if the servicing is grade A, you can still easily crush a plane. That's it's true. basic. It's 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 something they told <laughs> us true. when I was when I was doing uh, neuroscience I've because most many. of the plane crash yeah. is all about wrong telemetry. Is it's it's all about wrong wrong reading. Yeah. So they think they are at a specific altitude when in reality they are like barely a hundred meters off ground and bam, next thing yeah, you know yeah. they crash into a mountain. Watch Die Hard. Yeah, watch Die Hard too. Love that film. Yeah, yeah, because they 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 raise they, ra- they uh, low they they lower the ground by 400 feet and so yeah. the plane slams straight into the um uh, wow, the runway that's right wow yeah. good memory man wow nice well right uh, i'm i know. i, well, I could i could be a scientist i could be a physicist but no i watch a lot of movies <laughs> i'm a monty deanist that's what i am oh hey. i'm a planet calling there's a coffee mug in that <laughs> I know. Let's make them, sell them. They'll sell for ten dollars each. Get them right here. His name is Elvis, and my name is what's it? What was the guy named? Margaret His name Thatcher. is the Barker. Cole oh, Parker. The His name <laughs> bastard. Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. First of all, Monty, I do love. I want to thank you. For being such a dear uh, <laughs> subject of the British Empire. Uh, yeah, watch it, watch it, lady. Don't, <laughs> don't, do not start, mate. Do not. Start. Do you want to see yeah. something freaky? In season four of The Crown, Gillian Anderson plays Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. And you cannot see Scully at all in that, in oh. that characterization. It's like, oh my god. I can see a skull, all right, but I can't see Scully. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Why do we need the poor people need to get work? Well, thank you for that pointing <laughs> that out. Well, yes, I mean, if if they only had, you know, if Daddy could lend them some dollars or some pounds. She was so noble, you know. She had that overblown UK accent. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, and well, I think she reigned for ten years and um. Very sexy. Kicked, very sexy. Well, Gillian did. or Margaret? Not Margaret. Oh, uh, both. Oh, Not you're both. A... <laughs> Margaret. Has cortex. cortex said Margaret. I, I agree. No. Two against one. Now, now, now there's um uh the Queen when she was younger. Uh, there's a oh Canadian. There's a Canadian you know, musician called Devin Townsend. He, he he he's in the metal world, but he actually released a tour T-shirt with um. Uh, a photo of the Queen, which I think the Sex Pistols used on their yeah. "God Save the Queen," but it's yep, just got yeah. qu- Quilf at the bottom. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> not not Melf or a Dilf. Quilf. Hey, I love Johnny Rotten. I love. Um, shout out to Johnny Rotten. Shout out to John Lydon. Yeah, well, he, he's actually he's Bill. actually he's just pointed he's actually pointed out where like it's so weird nowadays where the rebellious uh, uh, party and they're fighting the establishment are Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I would no, I never thought I would see like it. Jacob Moog and you know people like that you know this these uh, otherwise pretentious. Speaking of uh, royalty, have we heard anything about the king? Yeah, he received He's, some Orthodox uh, minister today or something like that. Or something. Oh, yeah. I just, he hasn't turned up in my radar at all. It's like, you know, no, here's the new king. Yeah. And then, all right. Right. So, you got the ideas? Uh, I'm working on it here. Lock the door. Get me takeaway. Cancel by two o'clock. I'll come up with something. Yeah. Well, I think um, uh, they've realised from the reaction of um, when he had to sign the biggest check known to man on the smallest desk, and it's like, hey, hey, and it's like, uh, yeah, he's no queen. Oh, that was that <laughs> for so that. Okay. Why is all this stuff here? Move this stuff away from me. I can't be expected yeah. to clean up. I've never yeah, cleaned exactly. up in my life. But I mean, but realistically, the piece of paper that he had to sign was twice the size of the desk he was sitting at. Was, I mean, that's the first question of like, which moron decided, oh, this would be a good idea? No, it was something yeah. so so you know worth so much. You don't want something that can be lost easy. I just wish he hit like the a guy. coupon or something. Yeah, <laughs> with the backhand. Yeah, not not too mad. You know, just a little bit. Everybody was like, whoa. You know, the thing is, with the teeth grinding and all that, it looks like uh, Roger Stone or something like that. You know, like when he's flick a a cloth across the cheek. Bit of rage. (laughs) Hang that man. If he was ever someone who would seem that uh, competent, agile, skillful, or, you know. Remove his head and put it on a pike out the front of the Tower of London. I do it, but I can't do anything. Yeah, but sir, we don't do that yeah, anymore. No. You're fired. That's close enough. Right. Very, pretty much. Pretty sure know, that's so. what that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, no, no news on the king. Basically, a living museum. These guys. Well, yeah, they're they're kind of pointless, but if they're uh, the loser monarchy, uh, the United Kingdom will collapse, which I find extremely weird. Oh, but anyway, it already is. Here we are at halfway. Uh, you're listening to Revolution Radio Studio A. This is Planet Collingwood. My name is Monty Dean. I've been joined by Brandon, Bruce, hey, Tech, and Braz. We'll be back after these few messages. Doctor Who. Hey, Doctor.
Doctor Who, Doctor Who, hey, Doctor Who, Doctor Who, ah, and the TARDIS. Welcome back to Planet Collingwood. Uh, I've definitely got my Doctor Who reference out for this show, let me tell you. It has been an honor and a privilege to play with you, gentlemen. Sorry, I've just gone to the Titanic. This is Revolution Radio Studio Ah. Uh, we're listening, or we are talking on Planet Collingwood. You're listening to Planet Collingwood. Well, I mean, we're all listening at the same time. Planet Collingwood. If you enjoy the last hour, uh, go to freedomslips.com and click on the Patreon button and give what you can because we're 100% listener supported and every little bit helps. And with the world just being odd, uh, we're doing our service here. So, yeah, you know, um, I'll, I'll start off the, uh, yeah, there's also merchandising and, you know, T-shirts and onesies for the little ones and mouse pads and coffee cups and everything else like that on there. And then pop into the chat room, which uh, seems to be people in there and they're talking, which is kind of odd because usually they're laughing so much they can't reach the keyboard. <laughs> anyway, uh, yesterday, uh, because I have been working down down pit, you know, uh, and earning money and um, realizing like, wait, I can spend this. I can get things that I need. I had to buy a bookcase. So I went Swedish and I went to Ikea. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to a, an Ikea store, but it's basically like I, I work in a warehouse and I thought that was big. Then I walked into um, <laughs> Ikea's warehouse and I'm like, Wow, this is Mega City One from Judge Dread. Yeah, uh, it, it it's huge, like it's three times as tall as the warehouse I'm in, and there was 35 aisles, and it goes on, you know, the size of a football field. And all I thought was, I'm glad I don't work here. And so that's my little story about. Uh, I mean, IKEA is that huge. They have a restaurant. There's nothing good in it. Yeah. No, no, I, no, I don't go. I don't eat there. But Did they you actually have, get yeah. a bookshelf then, or what? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I purchased, uh, I built it, and it's just standing over there. Uh, so it, it housed. Uh, I finally got all my Blu-rays and DVDs in the same room as the TV and the uh, my Blu-ray player, which. Um, Marty, that is sweet. Yes, Marty. Yes. Number one, it's EAA. and number oh, two, I'm not going to call him that. You You just, you just stepped all over the comedic timing cord. I'm not even going to tell the joke. Go ahead. Whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> Number one, he's a dick. He's Number two, he doesn't read books. Number three, you know, just fill in the blanks. Number two, you assembled the bookshelf. <laughs> yes. That's, yes. No, that's no, that's no, yeah. That's yes, no with very oh, easy oh, to follow, oh. very easy to follow instructions. If you yeah. know what you're Building doing. Building something is a, is a whole other animal. Assembling something is Ikea. (laughs) Yeah. He's right. It's not building. You can't say it's building. Anywho, I erected my uh, bookcase. Look straight into that one. (laughs) I made my own. All right. What, do you steal eight cinder blocks from a hospital? (laughs) No, that's a No, I just went to Ikea late at night and uh, broke in and... uh, Grab some bookshelves and then ran off. And came no, back at the point and realized. Well, see, I, you know, I'm, well, the bookshelf I got was 40 no, kilos heavy, so I don't see you running anywhere with a bookshelf. <laughs> it's like, yeah, a slow jog. 
I was going to say I could ship it to you, but it would be like more in shipping than it would be for the actual bookshelf. Yeah, it just you know? just send me the money, really. Now, no, remember no, that, do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, remember that uh, book you referred to, the uh, Russell T. Davis book? Yeah. Yes. Uh, you, yes, you, you did bring it up eons ago, and you were going to send it to me, and you really? haven't. Yeah, that's what you did say. Now I'm just pointing it out. Oh, you know, good and, point. Yeah. However. Thank you. Wow, that was a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now I Thank only bring you. it up. I, I bring it up because I should have bought no, my I'll own copy it. by then. <laughs> so I haven't. No, no. Yeah. yeah I, but well, let me send it to you. I'll find it. Who's tomorrow. Russell T Davies? Russell T Davies is the uh, a very prolific TV writer, screenwriter. Uh, he did Queer as Folk. As well as uh, revive Doctor Who and many, many, many other many, shows. Yes. Many. So I mean, yeah. Brandon, if you want to do that, I mean, because you know, um, I'm, I'm, a, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm up there with Yay Yay now with what I own. I, uh, yes. I could actually buy my own book. <laughs> so you know, well, I've moved around quite a bit, you know, and um, and so I kept, but I've kept my books. That's the one thing that has traveled with me, right? And yeah. recently, I just got the latest, by the way, guys, check this out. What? I got the Lord of the Rings first printing <laughs> reproduction with um, different manuscripts and artwork original that Tolkien did. It was about $300 U.S. money. Ow. That's an investment. But, but it was $100 off. Was a whatever sale. Oh, nice. And, I thought you were going uh, to say you got the ring there for a second. You know what I think sometimes? What is it? Yes. I think that Brandon these round tables. Wait. Sorry. What? No, I'm not, I'm not telling it. Cortec ruined it again. Oh, he ruined no. it. Okay, everyone just finished off the sentence. I think these round tables. Cortec. I know. I, I think they're credit, but I've done two. I imagine. I imagine it's like the coffee table banter in the writer's room on Stranger Things. That's what I was going to oh, say. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. See, it's not not so funny now because Cortec maligned the timing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Interesting yeah. enough. That sounds like a setup. It wasn't that speaking, speaking of Lord of the Rings. He malignant. You are a cancer's growth. You will not leave the body. Uh, speaking of uh, the Rings of Power, Lord of the Rings, uh, apparently it's been announced that um, Amazon is going to rethink uh, season two of Rings of Power, oh, and, and, yeah. <laughs> and they, they're um, uh, isolating the showrunners because they <sighs> they didn't realise it would be such an abject failure, and most people are like, no. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you need All to have right. more than outfits, don't you? Really? I mean, you need a sport. yeah plot. It's not even the outfits. Go woke, go broke. Yeah, <laughs> that's the it. It's a t-shirt. Fine. Go woke, you know, go broke. You know, even from the cinematography perspective, when they zoom, if I don't know if anyone saw the the series, but um, when they zoom in to like Numenor and it's like the town square of Numenor, you expect more than twenty people. At the, you know, yeah, town yeah, square. Yeah, yeah, like the it's a massive island and a massive civilization. But right. then, yeah, uh, every time that we, you, oh, let's get some characters talking to each other, and it's in the size of a um, half a squash court. Exactly. Sounds like when I was so, uh, sounds like low, sorry, go on. No, go on. 
No, I was just going to say it sounds like the latest Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where they had one Oompa Loompa and they just cloned them and you just feel let down, you know. In the original, they had a lot of little people and it was cool. They had funny coloured hair. Yes, feel ripped off when they do that digital. You float at the freaking sky, you know. I think I have that on DVD. That's Gene Wilder is brilliant in that. And also, I think uh, that's most of the stuff that Willy Wonka says, uh, it sounds like weird gibberish. But if you actually find the logic in it, it's like Roald Dahl is a god. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he had a weird I mean, way of thinking, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and they still teach him today, you know, in the middle schools. Did you know? Yeah. Did you know that uh, Roll uh, is it Roll Roll? How do you say his name? Roll, whatever. Yeah, Ronald. Mr. Dahl, Ronald Dahl. Yeah, Ron, Ron Dahl, <laughs> Ronnie. Uh, he wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That's right. Really? Did he? Yeah. I didn't know who wrote that before. Yeah, I haven't seen With, that in uh, years, and it's like I, I'm. It's made really well from memory. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I love for that. the time. Well, that's the thing about like you know why do I why are you watching Doctor Who from 1968? Because it's a good story. But yeah, the set shake is like, look, I'll give you 400 pounds and you try and recreate a TV show. I, you remember when it was made? Like you watched Gone with the Wind or um, even Citizen Kane. The yeah. Citizen Kane could really do better with an edit. And it's mostly um, well, Citizen Kane was 32 or something like that, and it was just a style of what. But you could have trimmed about 30 seconds from each scene, from the start and the end of each mm. scene, yeah. just to tighten up. But you got to remember when it was made. So that that's the other thing sure. where you know people watch. Uh, you can still watch Cleopatra or Ben Hur, uh, all those biblical movies. Yeah, and, kind of epic that whole biblical scene they did for five years or so. Well, yeah, um, Cecil, Cecil D. DeMille. Uh, yeah. Like, there's no CGI. Wow, there's 5,000 people in the yeah, shot. Actually yeah, there is actually 5,000 people in the shot. Yeah, you can tell too. Yeah, it's. I just, uh, I mean, it, it's a bit preachy because it's all Christian stuff, but still, I, I maintain it's amazing that no one has actually uh, told the story of Lucifer being kicked out of heaven. Because I think yeah, that, that where name a film. All right, Milton, John Milton, Paradise Lost. That's a book. Have they made it's that into a metaphor? Is it that doesn't count? Yeah, I, like I, I a biography. Wait a second. It's not a no metaphor. Way. It's an epic Go ahead, poem. Bruce, please help me. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn Philistines. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, that that that, that uh, Paradise Lost does um, does describe the fall of Lucifer. Um, it's I don't think it's ever been done on film. I mean, there was a, a creepy film about angels called I think uh, I don't know Christopher Walken was in it and uh, Elias Cotias. Um, Prophecy, maybe. What was it? Prophecy. That's it. Yeah. And. Yes. Um, Aragorn plays Lucifer in that actually. That's He's right. got a bit scene. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And well, so what's his name again? V- Vigo Morgenstern? Yeah. Morgenstern. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. In the Two Towers, uh, he kicks an orc helmet because he thought that the two of the hobbits actually died. 
he finds out later that he's they're still alive. But um, I think it was the third or fifth take, and he kicks the helmet and just screams passionately, and everyone's like, "Oh wow!" It's like, yeah, he just broke his big toe yes. by kicking the t- <laughs> kicking yeah. the. Thing. Yeah, so he he you yeah, as yeah. the actor Wait, he hey. used that yeah, it's like you know um yeah. the um uh, radioactive man episode of The Simpsons, um Mr. Director I seem to be lying on some cut glass brilliant use that and action. Nailed it, Monty. Have you seen him in The Road? Yes. Yeah. It's a good yeah. Uh, science Richard. He yeah. takes on very interesting, intelligent roles, you know. So, Cormac McCarthy came out with his first book in 15 years today. His first book oh, yes. since the road. I heard about that. Yeah, heard about that. Yeah, I, I'm, like, I think I'm, I'm gonna get the Kindle, and because uh, I, I mean, like, getting I was, a book delivered to this mountain would I be was like, like. I thought that asshole was dead, you know. Oh, hey, now stop. No, I'm joking. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Appreciate. It. I'm just joking. Sorry, but I, not really. No, but, Thin Red Line or whatever the, the Red Line uh, is a good book. No Country for Old Men. A lot of people might know him from classic. Um, yeah. You know, um, but he is one of these. He's in the tradition of the Southern Gothic. Tradition. Is the Thin Red um, Line? Is that a war book? Oh no, that's an epic movie by uh, Terrence. Um, what's his name again? Brandon. He did uh, Badlands. No, 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 no. I just, I, I just remember it because it's a, a, um, a rare moment you see Mark Hamill in a movie apart from Star Wars. Ever in anything else, yeah. I mean, that's the same with Vigo or whatever his name is. You know, you don't have a good five, ten years just to give it a break from not be calling, not being called the, you know, Lord of the Rings guy. Oh well, he's, yeah. he's he's done a lot of work. He's a great photographer. He's like a Renaissance man. Um, I, I watched a lot of the uh, documentaries that came with the the Blu-ray for Lord of the Rings, and he's a prolific phot- photographer. And he does all this stuff. And because um, he, he uh, Arag- you know, you, you see all the scenes with um, Aragon fighting all the orcs, and so he came. He basically became an honorary stuntman with the group. And um, they're saying goodbye at the end of the the shoot. And um, he headbutts one of them, and then he has to headbutt all of them. <laughs> and, and, and after like thirty uh, or about thirty guys, he's got a welt on his forehead because he's like, "Well, I've done one; I have to do the rest of them." And yeah, he's he's just like the man. No, well, he's cool. I mean, like, so I saw him at this little theater, you know, and uh, he did. At this time, Howard Zinn, who wrote People's History of the United States, um, very classic book in alternative history, whatever you want to call it, um, gave a talk, and he, they, he, he, I think he played uh, Daniel Shea of Shea's Rebellion, uh, and so on. But uh, he was just like an actor in his part, and it was clear that he wasn't getting paid anything for this, you know? Mm. He just did have like the love of acting for people. Yeah, yeah. Well, acting, but also like believed in Howard Zinn. You know, he believed in that book. It's just to say, like, you take a little, you look at the his, look at history not through the victors, but through the people who suffered through it. You know, 
I always respected him for that. So not not through history then, because <laughs> history is just a mess. Yeah, it is a mess, but I, I do believe that like those things happened. I believe that when Columbus discovered America, he enslaved a lot of people and treated them wrongly. You know, yeah, like, but that that's that that was the uh, not to defend him, but that was uh, the style at the time to quote <laughs> um, Grandpa yeah. Simpson uh, because they thought that I mean people argue about you know uh, the Aboriginals oh they didn't invent the wheel like they didn't need to they had a different form of technology they could actually do a ceremony around a fire and travel. 200 kilometers by doing the right you know um by by locating they're very spiritual and um like you know our version of an ipod they used forms of rocks and so they just 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 didn't have they're more physical than physical uh more uh spiritual than physical and then of course you know uh the 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 british turn up isn't they and now you're all savages so we're going to kill you because you're going to kill them because you're civilized i don't see how that works (laughs) <laughs> but, no, know. but exactly, exactly right. So that's what the point is: is that these um, colonizers of the new world they're going they down. Were, yeah, but going down. Well, it's just you know talking about how we left the last break. The UK is everywhere you look. It it is. It's kind of it's kind of you know the streets are kind of look 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 like kind of poverty you know the decisions they made not to join the people that they tried to invade a hundred years ago or whatever you know it's it's, it's, it's not going to go well. All, history's all through that, and uh, it's you know uh, my culture is not a party dress or whatever you know cultural appropriation. It's like well, put down your iPhone and stop speaking our language. Like, a lot of ego wrapped up in it. Oh, yeah, and um, I, I think just a lot of people are angry, and so they're blaming white people. And really, they're just talking about the elite of um, England, you know, the, the, the royal family, because they're the ones who did it all. Because <laughs> have you seen the poor in England? They're white, you know. You know oh, you've got white privilege. Well, tell that to, you know, the trailer parks in, in Tennessee. Yeah. What, what type of privilege do they have? It's never the majority of people that we're up in arms about, really. Yeah. And, and did you know the the amount of Caucasians on the planet is only seven percent of the population? Yeah. Well, that hard to believe. Well, I trust you, but uh, it's a shocking revelation. Well, I mean, it's like you know, uh, no, uh, apparently um, being racist to white people isn't is reverse racism. It's like I don't think you understand what you're saying there. That's reverse racism is love. Uh, anyway, it's... I think you're right there. It's a troublesome little area when you start saying reverse anything and expect people to understand what you're talking about. Oh, well, oh, Bruce, I did watch, uh, oh, what's her name again? Uh, Candace Owens, uh, documentary. And I'm like, yep, people should watch this. They probably won't, but yeah, it's just, what's the background? uh, it's, um, the greatest lie ever told George Floyd and the rise of BLM. Oh yeah, uh, Bruce said that last week, didn't he? Yeah, it's about eighty minutes long, and yeah, it's, it's, the 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 hypocrisy that is in that, where uh, Candace actually goes to interview George Floyd's um, roommates, they never saw a dime from Black Lives Matter, uh, yeah. and um, George's car was still there after a year, 
as well as uh, no family members actually came and collected George's belongings. And so it's just like BS after BS after BS, of, and it's all grifting. Yeah. And then there was, um, at the, I think, oh, what, about 12, at the start of the year, um, one of the BLM uh, organisers, while at her mansion in a white suburb, was crying on Instagram saying, I was harassed by Candace Owens. And Candace, uh, they've the <laughs> edited in where it, Candace is like, excuse me, uh, I'm just wondering if there's any, and she's been completely polite and everything. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I've been attacked. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, right. Yeah. So all, she had to do was, all she had to do was send somebody to the front gate and say, um, um, she's denying your request for an interview. But, but yeah. next time, call or email first or whatever and yeah. well, that would have been the easy way to do it but the tiktok video is to, it can you imagine the leader of um, an organization with a hundred million dollars in the bank and that that mentality monty like it's just and I what i found is. interesting is how where they gave their money mm. they i mean it really wasn't racial it was really about sexual sex and gender most of the money that blm distributed it was it's really it's it's not an infuriating documentary it's weird it's like you're gonna look at the whole george floyd and blm thing in a new way she just pulls the lid off of it It does seem like a campaign drive to fund this uh this trans agenda you know yeah, yeah, it basically is. Uh, if you watch it, you'll do, that's what you'll see. Just you know, the, all these hundreds of thousands of dollars to all these different organisations, and it gets up to about three million, and nothing is given to say, well, African Americans yeah. <laughs> to help out in the, in the projects type thing. Um, they, they're still in. Is it? Um, so is do, it is Minneapolis? It? Where, where did George die? I know it was in uh, Minnesota. Not sure. Yeah, uh, Minneapolis, the main city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the free autonomous zone is still there, and it's got the highest uh, murder rate in the states, maybe the world at the moment, because um, yeah. people keep getting shot. They've actually where he died is a shrine, and they've just projected this. Like, um, what I did like is the the female um, housemate said that. George used to read from the Bible constantly. Uh, he was a nice man. And then she said if he did anything that uh, like dealing, uh, battling addiction or doing all this crime, he kept it on the streets. He never brought it home with him. So they never saw the other side of um, George. And it, it is yeah. a fascinating documentary to see at least once. Yeah, it's a solid 90-minute documentary. Candace does a great job. I give it the journalistic thumbs up, man. Old school journalism. Very well produced. And um, Ben Shapiro is really making his mark with that Daily Wire platform. I mean, they're doing feature films. They're doing documentaries. Jordan Peterson's joined in. It's um, it's the the Abrahamic resistance there. <laughs> yeah, we need to have some more big collaborations like that from people who give a, give a damn, you know. Well, it's a yeah. natural pushback because the narratives that are being put forward, that's one thing from the documentary, there's uh, the narrative that's put forward and then there's Candace who finds reality where it's grifting and um, pushing agendas and yeah. it, 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 taking lying. advantage of any situation. Yeah, yeah. How, much, 
How much longer before the curtain just gets pulled back and there's no more polarization and everybody can just see this is the Wizard of Oz, man? That was two years ago. Well, I was going to say something. I don't know. It, it's, yeah. But it, it's slowly being pulled back. But when will the realization kick in? I think. Oh, that's... it's a different time for different people. But Frank Zappa said it 20 years ago. He said, you know, eventually these structures and and corporations and governments are going to run broke because, you know, the people who are in there are just take, 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 and every single one of them has that attitude. Eventually it's going to go, the well's going to run dry and all the curtains are going to fall down. You're going to see the bare bones of, of this for what it is. You know, and this is yeah, happening. That could be another five years. That's what we're saying. Like there's enough evidence already out there where people should go, wait a minute. Yeah, but, but there's it no just time keeps going. That everyone gets things. No, once. but We've that's that. it, that's that's the power of the narrative and the brainwashing is where I mean, we knew before, like um, eight months before the election, Joe Biden was an incoherent, munted um, yes. moron, pedophile, <laughs> and it's nearly been two years uh, since the election, and he's still there, and people think, oh, he's doing great, and like he keeps sniffing children at press conferences. Yeah, that's not cool. It's so creepy. It. I mean, I've been living in a surreal reality for quite some time, but it just it jumped up a notch. It uh, it got out of control quickly after the Afghanistan evacuation. As soon as Biden got in, and I got his vibe, and more <laughs> importantly, uh, what I would call his competency meter. And most people perceive him as incompetent, but that's a distraction. That there. The, the the competence behind the administration, the people who are really running things behind the scenes, is it's pinpoint. It's pinpoint, the uh, including the has to look foolish like that. Uh, they did that. What was a deliberate sacrifice? Afghanistan. And there's a lot of sacrifice going on now. If you want to look at it through the lens of magic, okay. Ukraine is a sacrifice. There's um there's 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 like there's some Hogwarts thing going on here. A couple groups of magicians are just battling it out here. um, Yeah, it's really heated up now, though. And it's um, just that the older ones left structures that the new Harry Potters don't know how to deal with. So the new Harry Potters have to start their own new structures. It might not be not know how to deal with, but maybe the structures around have changed the same way that no, 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 no. They literally don't know how to deal with. It's like giving a Zoom a, a VHS tape. You know, they wouldn't know what to do with it. Betamax. Yeah, basically, um, if you've seen it, it's brilliant. If you really want to confuse some teenagers, put them in a room with a rotary phone. <laughs> What's this? It's a phone. Really? But yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah this, <laughs> this drama is going to go on till 2040. That's for sure. It's, 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 it's not going to magically change. But it will progressively get worse, so you guys should probably get ready for that. Well, Wonder that's bar. Yeah, so, yeah. Thank you. Good job. So, Raz's prediction, 18 years. Like, uh, <laughs> because I have, I have a lot of people asking me uh, how bad this is going to get. How bad? I'm like, however bad you think it is right now, it's going to get worse because yeah. it has to. And we have some key events like we're going to need people from the system itself to come down and, and, and do a sort of disclosure. It's not going to be from ground up. We're going to need from top down sort of disclosure. 
We're going to need yeah, people from there to, to, to come here to do that because uh, if you ask a lot of individuals what disclosure I'm surprised, is, everyone actually. has their own uh, perspective of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm surprised actually it hasn't started already, Raz, where we're getting like, let's say, Catherine Austin fits levels of defections, but people who, I mean, she was in the system like 10, 15 years ago. Her heyday was, uh, I think, under Reagan or something, right? But I, I, this has been in the back of my mind. Like, when is that person who's four or five rungs down from um, the secretary in the State Department going to quit early at 55 and go talk to the Washington Post about what's going on and who's, we should be seeing this now. Yeah, right. well, there's the, it, it's, it's, it's true already. what you're saying, but there's one thing. Do you know how many times uh, so far in the last two years they've said uh, we've seen aliens and no one cares? Yeah, exactly. No one cares. Like five, three, four times they've come out. Yeah, you know, we've got these and, UACs. We, we can't even tell you what they are. We don't and, know. And, and if you do come and, and you know, someone from, from uh, the top echelon do come and, and, and start talking, where do they start? There's a dizzying pile of things to explain to people. Once they even start talking, though, you'll if have a whole contingent of people it will say, take a yeah, decade. we know. Yeah. It will take a decade to explain all of it. We will have to somehow crunch it down to the most pertinent points that will help people get out of uh, their chemical living and their, um, you know, whatever they're doing right now. Because of compartmentalization, and, there's not anyone who has a broad spectrum and not a spectrum of knowledge over overarching over uh, a lot of things yeah, like but that. One, one thing that one thing could, you know, the dam is cracking though, and it, one bit of information could bring the bring the whole dam down at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to throw into uh, the, the mix as well. Pluto is in Capricorn, and it finally leaves. Uh, I think it, it it jumps out of Capricorn and then retrogrades and comes back in again. It's like I'm leaving. I'm back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 2025 is when it finally actually leaves Capricorn. And from a, a astrological point of view, uh, Pluto is the destroyer and it cuts down things and everything else like that. Uh, the last time Pluto was in uh, Capricorn was uh, the American Revolution and the French Revolution. Have you heard of them? So it would be interesting to see what happens. And so I, that's where I coined the term stay alive till 25. And even nice. Deagle had um, that thing up until 25 as well. So yeah, it, things yeah. could – like I understand where Raz is coming from where um, it could it probably would take a decade for everyone to understand what was going on. I think the breaking point will be sooner than that. And then there'll be that decade yeah. of like, oh, yeah. and here's another thing. Oh, by the way, you know, peanut butter. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, everyone's it, getting these it, things at their here's own the, pace, here, Here's the thing. This month, there's been lots of positive development. I mean, yeah, yeah, has been grade A positive. 10 out of yeah. 10. Because yeah, when yeah. He, he came out, he said certain things, and people didn't say no. People didn't backlash you know yes uh there was no backlash and and the adl was losing their mind all the blue check mark were losing their mind everyone was losing their mind so it's been positive development that's a positive development well, we have to start somewhere so it's going to be bits and pieces like that it's going to be piecemeal like that and it's going to be overstretched and i don't know if you guys know the story but once upon a time, in 2004, they did a massive self-disclosure and the whole of humanity went tits up. We can't have that anymore. It's happened before. 
in a previous timeline. No Humanity way. did get self-disclosure, and we did go full. Uh, you know, we 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 just couldn't handle it. What because is the we went full retard? Well, in, in 2004, yeah. So what? in this timeline, we have the movie Mars Attack as a joke for it. What is uh, the what? What are people really, really concerned about? If if there is full disclosure, is it is it the fact that there we might see? What is now considered the first a, thing a that needs to go will be politics. the religion. The first or thing that religion needs to go like will that. be the and, 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 and then bypass everyone like that because we see the people that we formerly saw as, you know, people who might have been running things or anything like that as not the bosses anymore. No, that- religion needs to go right after the whole religion blows up and people realize that those individuals were actually just alien. There will be mass suicide. We need the mass suicide. That, that's uh, happen. I don't agree with yeah, this whole kind yeah, of, that's The funny happen. thing is, we can't, this conversation the, jumped up a notch. It yeah, got out of hand. I don't the funny, agree with the, that. The funny, thing, the funny thing about religion is, because I remember having a conversation with Andrew Bartis, like, what would happen if, um, say, Dave Chappelle came on um, NBC and just explained, you know, all the basics for about 10 minutes? And I think we went through seven to eight, maybe 10 um, major uh, shifts, and one would be, um, you know, all the re- religions would collapse, and then I added in, yeah, and imagine the atheists where they find out um, the truth and they freak out and they turn to the religious people and they're freaking out. So the the atheists are going to have a double yeah, yeah, whammy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I atheists think it's either presumptuous to assume that everyone in this day and age no. would commit suicide after some kind no, of no, 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 not everybody. I never said everyone. Listen to the words. It just sounds like. Like, you know the the social engineering that went on, maybe in in a, in a different reality, possibly from the truthful one, where you know Paul McCartney died. No, they said, well, we can't tell anyone because everyone will commit suicide. No, but, well, I think no, what no, no, raises. Yeah, I think Raz is going to point. Uh, he's pointing out because that we, there will be a large. There will be. More than three, I'll, I'll be, you know, a bit comedic. Go More text, than three people text. will actually commit so, because there are so many people that just believe in God so exactly much. Exactly, do it. We have individuals on this planet who became men and realized the, the, the narrative <laughs> that he's living as a man and committed suicide. We have individuals like that on this planet. You can see them on Reddit. Okay, so well, you know, imagine, like to, imagine Islam. Imagine Islam. I like to go imagine with the wilderness theory on that one. When a few hundreds of thousands of hardcore Islamic realize that the whole thing was fake, what do you think they're going to do? Just, just say, all right, okay. Try and take the best out yeah. of those religions. Yeah. That no, wow. Them, you know? No, that's you, Cortex. You're thinking of you. you we're talking about other people. You, uh, if we, we, if we <laughs> take Islam. Cortex. <laughs> you're not a writer. Writers just, they, yeah, they look at people. Yeah, you're not a writer. You're not a writer. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Islam, basically, well, uh, let's say 60% of Islam, they spend, they they um, face Mecca and pray to their God six times a day. Mm-hmm. And then they right. have, then they, then they um, someone, you know, Raz comes up and says, oh, by the way, it's completely fake. Here's the uh, evidence. I'm deeply sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do? I oh, think they've got I mean, a lot I... of hobby time on their hands. Wow. No. Well, there's... Oh. <laughs> Intelli- intellig- intelligent people in the culture could repurpose the literal religion into a, a, a more refined spiritual path. The, uh, now, you guys are going to jump down my throat when I say this out loud, uh, but the Catholics have actually done a good job of that. 
you know, yeah. go go watch Bill Maher's Religious. You know, they he's talking to the priests smoking cigarettes outside the Vatican. He says, you think Christ saves? And they're, they're explaining to him. They said, well, this religion really isn't about Christ anymore. And yeah. Bill Maher's like, what are you talking about? You're the Catholic Church. <laughs> it's, it's a business. We're into real estate. Is, Christianity and Catholicism has been under assault for quite a long time, unlike other religions. <clears throat> People didn't exactly have the time to properly digest all kinds of things. Well, so the religions when, when, didn't try and kill people all the time like the dark ages, did they? No, but they, they, they never really had the same uh, criticism that was levied against the church, for instance. Like a lot of people would, would identify as Catholic, uh, Christian, they would keep the good values that, that, that sort of function with their modern life, but they will, they've, they've completely ditched the whole, uh, you're going to burn and, and, and in, in hell. You know, some of them saying. There's a lot of Christians that have left the church, and they're still Christians. They, yeah. find, they found um, yeah. they they found the, the the message of the Bible their own personal way, and they've made the connection to uh, Christ consciousness in in cool their own messages, way. Yeah, of good of goodness a, that are in there. Yes, but you know a large yeah. chunk of the like when the Pope tours, like when they when the Pope comes to uh, Melbourne. A hundred thousand people go see the Pope because yeah, apparently. There's a lot of people that need to take up a hobby. Don't kiss the Pope's hand. Oh, Why? What's on there? He's going to slap you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Here's a joke that I heard from the 80s. You know, How do you assassinate the Pope? You poison the tarmac. <laughs> hey, Trixie. So, yeah, yeah, Cortex, yeah well, it was a good one. That's <laughs> why I, I remember it. It's been 40 years. So I remember it. Wow. However, uh, where like, Jordan Maxwell actually said it, yeah, uh, the closest religion, the, the religion on this planet that got closest to what actually it is, is the Buddhists. And so uh, even the Buddhists need to sort of, you know, check themselves before they wreck themselves. Yeah, don't get an ego about this, Buddhist. Ah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah raz is completely I, I don't think you know every catholic's gonna slit their throat a lot of people no. are gonna have an existential crisis and everything else like that uh but you know that disclosure of religion is being hijacked and everything else like that that's still you're entering the woo woo aspect because of energies and like you know I, you can feel the um the holy spirit flowing through you it's like yeah it's probably a fifth dimensional lizard that's just sucking the energy out of you could be 5g let me explain something i got friends uh -oh. <laughs> and if i explain to them that the whole thing is just you know a prison planet alien and everything they will somehow go into a deep depression and stop living because yeah, their entire life is built on the foundation of i am just a being here, I'm just a chemical bag. There is no soul. There is no God. There is no paradise. There is no hell. Oh. And it's just us chemical bags who evolved from a bunch of rhesus monkeys uh, doing stuff here. So we are, you know, enjoying our chemicals, drink, eat, whatever, and we die. And if somehow I introduce the concept of there is something a greater beyond, uh, beyond the chemical, it will completely shatter the foundation no, upon which they've This is your assumptions. No, you know, no, 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 no. stronger and more resilient to that, and they can pivot faster. All right, all right, all right. If so much as Cortec. one person coming to side Cortex, I'll be there at your doorstep. Wait, yeah, I was going to say, Cortex, you're, you're, you're basically you're talking to you're talking for eight billion people. Uh huh. Good luck with that. Yeah, no, just did it. <laughs> no, people wouldn't do that. But, uh, uh, I would... 
had a knife I fight on the mountain. This time. I yeah. said depression. Or attack. Hold on, Pris got a knife, knife fight story. Yeah, I had a knife fight. Uh, actually, cops had to come up and everything. It was one of, one of my nephews. He's a real hammerhead. Um, and Like a shark or like the heroin? No, that's a crackhead. Oh, smitten with, but... <laughs> the hell happened there, man? What? Anyway, it doesn't some, sound like a very... Some AI started listening no, to our conversation. happens all the time. It doesn't sound like yeah, a yeah. great great thing for a lot of people. People are nice. people. I mean, you never tell from one moment to the next what a human being is going to do, especially <clears throat> what worries me the most now is the spiritual vulnerability of people. They're, mm-hmm. they're, nobody is really doing any work to protect themselves. Like, it's, I, when I started meditating in like 1982, 83, it was a lifestyle choice to enhance an, an already okay life right like i want to i want to add this to my life i'm very curious about this stuff hey, Bruce, it's like I, a martial art now you I can't do without it, it now it's like a martial art i don't think anyone knows that they're being attacked i don't think the majority of people realize that they're being attacked though, on that well this level. is what i'm saying there's a lot of people that are are, are like and we say programmed and we use it kind of metaphorically or euphemistically but uh, there's a lot of people who are like literally programmed like with the right cue they'll kill you and they're being cued now. This is this is what about uh, this is why there's so many attacks on white people in the United States. I mean, they're they're trying to keep them scrubbed off the internet, but they're they're happening all the time. Man, I mean, people, w- women just getting the shit beat out of them by black men and white women, and, and you know, and um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, human nature. People can be provoked, and their buttons can be pushed very very easily. And um, this is not like some and, kind of Manchurian candidate. This is more the delicacy no, no, of the yeah, human. Yeah. Well, well, I, I, how about this one? I think, I think it is that. But I think I think they have an individual model for it for the super soldiers and for people they want to tinker with. <laughs> yeah. And then there's well, another but, there's another. There's another there's another model for the aggregate, the general population, and then they have other programs for micropopulations, ethnicity, religious belief. I mean, they're constantly 80, 90 percent of what we call intelligence now is just psychological operations and manipulating perception. Yeah. And the, at the same and, and, time, in, well, yeah, at the same time in the last ten years, I'll just pick that number. Uh, a lot of people got got into health. And yoga and uh, like Aldi selling um, yoga pants and um, um, gym wear and people have decided like that I I no, don't no, know how no, no, no. I, I don't know how to ex- it's like I've got um, something on that uh, when you finish uh, let, I, I completely agree. well I'm trying to finish if you stop interrupting See, that's how it works you know I speak you speak Come that's on, called quick, radio quick quick jump, well, jump. as I tell my cat you know if you stop interrupting it will go quicker. Oh, how often do you talk to your cat? We're going to lose thread here. I, well, you asked the question. See, you're doing that on purpose. I can't no. remember what we're talking are about. Are you Loki by any chance? <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, you know, you obviously don't work for anyone because no one would hire you. No, you're bringing up a good issue. Really? Right. Then is that why you keep interrupting? No, it's a challenge to see if you can get back there. Oh, right. Jesus. So you're not helping. Okay. I'm trying to help. I had a very, very good point to exactly what you're saying. I, how would you know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't think, believe you, Cortec. Yeah, I don't I, believe you. I, you I have no social credit with me, Cortec. You have no social credit. <laughs> it's true. 
Yeah, well, I, I, don't uh, re- I don't remember what I was trying to say because no, I was I. interrupted at this. Well, of course not, because you didn't let me finish. I We're back here again. Myself, I did. Yeah, I, I had thought during the movie. I, I just, I had the thought of does does Cortec work for the Alpha, Al, Al, one of the Alphabet agencies? Like, no, no, he's too annoying. Um, he's just a random. That one could be that randomly good at shitness. Yeah, you just suck as a human being. That's all. So. Hey, no biggie. No well, it kind of is because you're supposed to get better yeah, on the planet. Yeah, I mean, it is a prison, a prison planet, and it's an energy farm, which is basically, you know, that's one truth that go out where, oh, by the way, uh, religion is um, sucking the life force out of you, and uh, we're all cattle, and uh, good luck with that. See you next mm. week. And watch out for those Christian extremists when it comes to that. They're any any real any religion, Jewish, Islam, Christianity, Hindu, um. Biantism, you know, just, you know. Anything. Well, I could even say, you know, the Force and the Jedi. I mean, you know, the Force, that's a bit sort of, you know, aggressive. Why is it called the Force? No, that's not aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's the Force. People are saying, like, the thumbs up emoji is aggressive these days. It's not aggressive, the thumbs up. It's a good job. Good job. You, you do you know what yeah. Force, the meaning of Force, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, and that's yeah. So when you force something, that is. I know a, it kind of it kind of sounds forceful, but it's not. It's uh, just kind of push you over with force, invisible force. Yeah. You, this All is right. Where, when you say it, it out loud like that, is it? Yeah, know? yeah. Cortex, here is the Planet Collingwood shovel. Dig quicker. Go back to you, Raz. Stick to political correctness, lads. Midi glorian or them glorian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, symbiotic, symbi- symbiotic beings that um, flow the force anyway. So basically, yeah, this is going to be um, humanity's waking up, and I think it's um, it's the right time. Once again, futon belt. You know where the planet is and everything. It, it's um, a, not a perfect storm, but it's a perfect situation where humanity goes. Wait a moment. And a lot of people are still stuck in where, you know, I have to pay the water bill. Uh, and so there's that spiritual thing. Not many the, – the rise of spirituality in the last 10 years uh, is, I find, fascinating, which that's what I was trying to get at, where yeah. it's not like, you know, you've got conscious and the subconscious. It's like the somewhere in the in the back of the, the, the heart, there's the soul part. You know, I think that adds to why everyone's a bit cranky because they know something's wrong. And, of course, through their perceptions and their beliefs and their situations, they can't deal with it because they haven't done the inner work, basically. And, you feel it in your yeah. gut. And, yes. And, but people, depends on how people, like, we, you know, um, earlier in the show, it was like, you know, they've announced that aliens exist. It was like, yeah, that, um, what, a couple of months ago. Five that, times. Yeah, that's the fifth one. And we're all like, yeah. I mean, I, I have conversations with people. It's like, you know, do do UFOs exist? And it's like, oh, you're way back there. I'm at <laughs> I, I'm at the level of, is that ours? You know, and so this is where, like, it, it, if we're talking about information, I do like Alex Jones. I always give um, props to Alex Jones for naming his website Infowars because it it it's a spiritual war, but most of it is based around information. A lot of people, you can't go, um, by the way, Santa is actually real. It's a six-dimensional. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, can't, you can't just like, wait, wait, wait. I just asked him. Um, I don't know why you can't can I say park? things like that about ideas. 
Right. Uh, you uh, you no, don't. So, you, it takes so, me back you've, to just, so you've just you've just proven that you don't talk to people that much. It just takes me back to why anybody seems like they have the authority to find Alec Jones like a billion dollars or whatever. No, that's I, completely. I what he's really no, you, you, I am. You're missing the point. Okay. You're basically saying we're basically saying that um, you can people information shock when there's disclosure on a certain level. Uh, certain people say the collapse of religion. Certain people are going to commit suicide because they believe they've been living a, they have been living a lie, and um, yep. like remember uh, when the lockdown started. Stop interrupting. I'm answering your question. If you I don't, don't, if you don't want an answer to the question, don't ask the question. I do, but I forgot the question. You forget a lot Jesus of things Jorge. like manners, <laughs> politeness, respectable. Uh, remember in April 2020 where half the conspiracy world freaked out because they realised, oh, all the stuff I've been talking about for five, ten years came real. It's come true, the meme, yeah. Yeah, and um, a lot of people uh, woke up uh, like the political awakening that's happened in the last two years. Some people have done more research and they've hit spirituality, but it's like, oh, you haven't woken up, and I'm like, you, you have, you're only one percent awake compared to everything else that's out there, and just the shock of the political system is corrupt. In a I, think a, I think there's another cog that affects <sighs> people's spirituality, I, though. You know, the people having time to meditate. If you don't live in the jungle and you're paying the bills week to week, you don't have a lot of time to, to, no, to, to meditate on these no, things. No, no. So as, as that's, that's the point we're trying to point. That's what we're trying to be trying to be telling people. Are going to make this. time, Cortec. They're yes. going to make time. That's yeah, the last the whole, time. Even people, a, 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 even people doing yoga for the last five years are more advanced than they were five years ago. Somehow, and that's sure. that's what we're seeing as well. And that's going to lead toward, this is the, the, the positive, the, the, the hope that I have. And when I, maybe not hope's the right word, but it's just a simple word. Um, there is that backlash because, you know, team uh, League Dark has a plan. It's a shit plan. It's not working. And humanity is pushing back. Most people don't know why. Most people just want to. Most people are nice and want to live their life, and they don't have to become, uh, you know, shave their head, wear a, a, an orange sheet, and live in a cave for twenty years. They can just go, oh, I'm. They find their own freedom. Uh, Raz, Bruce, can you? I can't express. Do you understand I'm saying, what I'm? I'm just saying the, the stop pace interrupting. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say this, the pace of spiritual awakening has a big effect on how much time people have to do with it and the economic circumstances that surround them. That's all. Yes, it's been like that for four hundred years. Go ahead, Bruce. So a lot of people, a lot of people have started transitioning out now. Another thing that's going on is there's um there's new pockets of prosperity now. And they're they're being found by the bold and the adventurous. There's all kinds of young people here in their 20s and 30s with a notebook computers working remotely as digital nomads. They give digital nomad visas away now in multiple countries all over the world. So you're getting this globally distributed workforce and everybody's going someplace safe and they're continuing to work. And um, what's going on in the major countries, uh, you know, Australia, Canada, United States is, I mean, those, you're going to have all the time in the world um, to do spiritual work if you're so inclined to Cortec. I wouldn't worry about that. And this is, this is part of what the reset or the, what's going on is that we just, we can't keep going forward with this naked cupidity. And 
giving so much credit to people who make money as a form of expression. We worship them now. Bezos, yeah, these are not leaders. It's an ugly society. It's an ugly society. So we went from the saint and that got degraded to the genius and from the genius that's been degraded to the billionaire. Those are the three progressions of idolization in Western culture right there. And the billionaire is the worst. Where do you go from there? Well, you crash and you rebuild from the ground up, which is going intentional communities are popping up all over the world. They're huge over here. Huge. Like 15, 50 people getting together and building a community together and there's homeschooling a, stuff. Yeah, there's a you massive know, plant community it, thing going on around the, the Mediterranean before the churches took over yeah. most of their communes. In the, uh, in the UK at the moment, uh, there's a, a group of people who um sort of starting their own civilization, if I can say it that way, where instead of dealing with um, like um, the the awake group. And so like, yeah, I, I'm a baker. So if you need any baking, I can help out. Uh, you're a mechanic and they're starting their own uh, network outside of uh, the traditional side of things. And that's basically... Um, you know, the, the simple uh, language that we hear is everything's going to collapse and then we start again. However, there's going to be that overlap because there's people already so like, well, I don't need to collapse. I'm going to start doing my own stuff. Like yeah. Bruce, Mo Bruce moving to Costa Rica is um, one of the first people to do it where look what you have achieved, Bruce. You know, written three books. Uh, you've got a farm, you've got Africa and everything else like that. And now... I went, I kind of went back to work in a big way, Monty. I was being a bit, I got a bit lazy with the, um, with the tax job, but I, I'm not working on a book now and I like to keep busy. So I got real busy on LinkedIn sending resumes out. Now I'm, I, I'm now fully jammed. I'm back, I'm back to 60 hour weeks. It's, and you know, I picked up a new U S client, uh, last week. So, and that's nearly a full-time job. Plus I, and it's nice, but the difference is I want to do it now. Like I just, you know, I got to work hard for a couple of years, finish everything I want to do here, and then this will be a self-sustaining place in every way, in terms of making money, everything, right? So you got to have a plan, but there's a lot going on. Like I feel very optimistic about the world now, as dark as it is from the perspective of certain people. But you know, adapt or die is what I would say. Adapt yeah. or die. I feel it, like the world is better than it good. was two years ago, frankly. Yeah, if your spiritual life is dogma, you don't have a spiritual life. Adapt or die. And that's really where we're at right now. Adapt or die. This is why yeah. I don't have very many kind of, you know, you know, soft spots for people who go, oh, it's too much, I'll commit suicide. It's like the wildebeest theory. And if you're drinking alcohol, you know, when you're in university, you, you're drinking a lot and it's kind of killing off all those brain cells and it makes your brain run faster because the herd yeah, is faster. That, that, that's, that's basically your perception. You've got to remember it's free will because no one really dies. They just drop body. And so if their choice is to commit suicide and shift on, allow them now we can talk to them and hopefully stop them because that's a you know you you're you know people are here for a reason but uh, for me it sounds like a, a free will um yeah lesson i'm not definitely Everything not going to get emotionally now. entangled in the conversation about it i yet. well i want to i want to definitively support what raz said I, I not only do i think he's right it's happening right now they've lowered the bar on euthanasia legal euthanasia in canada to such a point it's ridiculous now the canadian medical association is sounding the alarm <coughs> even sweets are doing it 
If you had to do it and you had to make a Rods rule, that's, would that's, you? That's would basically. Be, uh, that's sorry, Cortex. I've got to cut you off there because that's the end of the show. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for being here. That was Planet Colin. We'll be back in six days and twenty-two hours. I love you from afar, and let's keep it that way. See you soon, everyone.